Now you do what they told you. Hey, Chris. Now you do what they told you. Now you What's do up, what they told you. <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> that weird intro, dude. It sounded better in my head. It, it really did. I was like, where are you going with this, buddy? No, so that's uh, that's an excerpt from the lyrics of Killing in the Name of by uh, Rage Against the Machine. And I think it's the proper and a, actually a really good uh, song that goes with today's, um, how do you say, today's topic, which is, well, there's a lot of, th- there's actually a lot of things here that we need to unpack in terms of investments. Was Got that you? The Got the cat in the background. No? God that, that damn it, was dude. Not me. <laughs> that actually kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, excuse me? Excuse me, Satan. That was, that's, now. that's that's all in your house, man. I don't know what type not, of demons you got back there. I was like, not now, Satan. <laughs> well, you know, I want to talk today about um, investing. I know that you're in the financial industry. You're you work with money. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's been going down at Wall Street, particularly with um, with the stonks and. Uh, Wall Street bets, the Reddit group, the whole debacle that's been occurring, this drama series that is a uh, the ultimate reality TV show. You know, this actually is a good way to start 2021. You think so? Yeah, because at the beginning, you know, we were thinking, when are we going to open up? We still haven't mm-hmm. opened up, right? And so, what what do you expect the, of people? who are just at home doing nothing with their lives. You know, they're trying to make some money. They can't work. Things aren't open yet. So we have to find a, another way to make some money. In which way, um, in some of the ways that people started making money was by trading or day trading, getting into stocks, yeah. going into um, what now is probably the biggest um I would say I would argue that it's the biggest fight against small investors and big investors who actually um, have had power over the uh, the stock market for ages. Yeah, I mean, here's the way I look at it is 2021 was definitely going to bring a lot of change. 2020 has been, in my opinion, record breaking as far as. Have we had other pandemics in the past? Yeah. I mean, we, we've had other similar pandemics in 1960. There was another in 1916, other ones in a different years where we were actually kind of like not as, uh, what's the word? <clears throat> you weren't really as secluded as you are now. So with technology nowadays, everybody's going into E-Trade. They're going into, uh, what's the Alibaba and, and buying stuff overseas and becoming a distributor, at-home distributor. Mm-hmm. via Amazon, right? Because you see all these stocks of these uh, multi-million Fortune 500 companies just exponentially explode beyond right. what they've been in 2020 and behind in the past. And they've just grown to a point where it's kind of like uncontrollable. These guys have so much power and influence. Yeah, these so, tech companies in particular. Yeah, the, the tech companies in particular, right? So what does 2021 bring us? It brings us a bunch of Joe Schmoes, right? We're Joe Schmoes. 
we're blue collar, white collar, orange collar people. And we get bored and we're like, all right, we have $200. We might have $600 from the stimulus check. What are we going to do with it? <laughs> right? Yeah. So uh, I think if anything, we're putting uh, some uh, lighter fluid into already open lit flame, you know, yeah, some and would uh, say, we're seeing the effects of it. Some would say that this is the perfect storm. And, you know, for those of you who have not been, I don't know if you guys have been, you know, living under a rock, like um, Chris just mentioned, everything is, has been online. I mean, this story with Wall Street bets, um, it's it's been basically in every feed. It's on your social media. Um, it's probably on the newspaper, even though I haven't even read the newspaper. Um, it's it's <laughs> everywhere. Um but it's it's really interesting to see the uh, the market shift in a way that it has never done before. Um, like you said, everything you know, twenty twenty, it just uh, highlighted and and to put a focus on all the tech companies. Everything has been about tech. You know, what are you going to be doing at home? Either you're watching Netflix, you're on your computer, you're on YouTube, you're watching this podcast. You're listening to this podcast. I, I, you know, everything has been online for the past year. Mm-hmm. And so um, these big tycoons of, you know, these hedge fund um, companies, they, they have been playing this game of, you know, 2001 trading, mm-hmm. short, you know, short selling stocks. <clears throat> uh, but they haven't, I guess that this is a really uh, important point in, in, in this whole ordeal because now with the, the way that the uh, information is, is just traveling at the speed that this information is traveling. It's, you can't stop it. You can't stop this anymore. You know, people are now from an, from a click, they're, they're able to communicate with somebody on the other side of the, of the world. And so news spreads that much faster. And, and when that happens, like you said, you you have a perfect storm. You're adding lighter fuel, fuel, uh, fuel into a fire. Yep, yep. And, and some will actually argue that. I mean, for instance, what happened to Robin Hood yesterday? Was it? Yeah, yesterday or the day before. I don't uh-huh. know if you've heard. <clears throat> so essentially Robin Hood, which is a application company that allows you to trade stock for free commission free essentially uh but they take their fees in other ways they did not allow to purchase any stock for amc for nokia Mm -hmm. for uh naked and uh, gamestop the ones that are tremendously you know have 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 had this uh, uh exponential growth in the last what two weeks week and a half Mm-hmm. Where where people are betting against them, these hedge companies, these hedge fund companies are betting against them to lose. And that's how they're gonna they're gonna be making their money. So right. the trend that's been going up. Well, yesterday they essentially stopped that trade. They stopped all new people, all new people, not even new people, all either new users or existing users that are trying to buy more stock to inflate the price. They completely eliminated that. And even today, uh, if I if I read their. Uh, uh, comments or messages correctly they they allowed you to but only to a certain quantity or they were limiting it so you never know 
you really never know what what they're capable of doing and there could be conspiracy behind that or not yeah so so ever since this whole thing blew up right mm-hmm. um, actually greg who wasn't unable to join us on the today's podcast he sent me a text saying hey are you getting on the amc and nokia and gamestop stocks i said i'm like what are you talking about like i had i had i was oblivious to this you know <laughs> I, I did a day live doesn't revolve around day trading I had no right. idea how to educate myself in the past two days basically and so when he sent me that you know i went and checked out the wall street bets on reddit and that subreddit blew up originally i think it was like 300k right now you're looking at 6.6 million people over expands of less than a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys, you know, it's been funny to see how the, it's like a, it's like a new way of media. It's like a new way of news. This is uh, unregulated news, raw un- content, whether it's factual or not, it's unfiltered. And that's actually very important to say, because there's a lot of, you know, BS that you have to filter through here. There's a lot of trolling. Um, I mean, you would expect that from a subreddit like like this here. Um, but so like all of the news that mm-hmm. has been that I've heard has been coming from this thread. It's been this person, um, you know, researched this article and, and they read this article or they they work in Wall Street or whatever. Right. So, right. like you said, it's a little bit more raw. You do have to do your due diligence to sift through all this information. But at the end of the day, basically what they're saying is, you know, like you like you mentioned, Robinhood and a bunch of these e-trading uh, apps, they stopped or they actually didn't stop the trading because they actually allowed it to, to sell. Correct. And, and they so allowed you to that, sell, just not buy. Uh-huh. And so... It seems to everybody that you know this is some sort of insider trading. It's uh, I, I I understand that the one of their biggest comp the one of their biggest clients is I think is Citron, so it makes sense why they would do this. They obviously they don't want to bankrupt their only big client, mm-hmm. um, but it's something that many people speculate that will go into trial. It will probably get people jail time for doing this. Um, see, I don't really know what the legality and what the whole legal system allows and, and doesn't allow you to do when it comes to these stocks. But one thing for sure is, you know, when you have a public company like this who caters to everybody, and then just because one of your biggest clients is going to take a big hit from this these short sales or these investments that they you know, try to short sell it. The fact that you're kind of cushioning their blow, you know, that's trying to limit, you're trying to limit the bleeding at this point. Yeah. You're trying to limit the damage. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, people say it's a, it's a Redditor's class action lawsuit. Uh, here, I mean, if, I'm going to interrupt a little bit just because I don't yeah. know the legality of it. I'm not going to act like I know the legality of it, legality of it all. But the way that I, I took it is, and this is based off of what I've read, this is public information. This is a trend. 
right? Everybody's hopping on a trend. I don't understand how they're going to try to uh, sue Reddit, which is a public forum, right? Uh, or sue any instigators, right? Because I think there's a lot of influencers that are that are also attributing to this trend, such as, you know, I think Elon Musk is one of them, for example. Uh, how can you sue someone like that when a couple of years ago, based off of my extensive knowledge of watching the movie The Big Short, right? Mm-hmm. The whole economy collapsed over similar similar actions, not necessarily with one or two specific trades, right? But people were well aware of what was happening to the stock market and all these uh, mortgages that were going to defunct and whatnot. And only three people got jail time for that. Now, right. that is that is on a global level, right? Mm-hmm. Extremely large level. And even then, those three people that ended up going to jail or those few select people that ended up getting some, getting some jail time weren't even big players. So – how can someone even speculate and say, oh, well, these guys got to gotta go to jail now. Someone should get sued and go to jail for GameStop price yes. going up. So, no, I think that um, I might have – I think I said it the wrong way. Um, so Redditors or people who were invested in the app or in those stocks who were then limited on their growth. They got are the it. Ones, so their clients, so you know, yes. average Joes like you and I – they're the ones who are who were stopped um, when they were trying to buy more yeah. stock, and so nah. they're the people who uh, instigated the lawsuit. No, no, I, I get what you're trying to say. That I actually back a hundred percent. I don't think that uh, an e-trader company should be able to do that, especially when you're a public and then you're doing all these things for all the market. All of a sudden, you want to stop. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's there's a lot of fuckery going on, I and, love you can, that. and you can tell. And I'm pretty sure it's going to end in some sort of uh, some sort of jail time for some people. Mm-hmm. We hope. Hopefully. And uh, there's a lot of people became millionaires over over this. Um, I actually wanted to bring up this guy, dude. Let me see if I can. Uh, I don't know if they will take down this, his name here. Let me see if, if I can find him. Oh, Joe Schmo. Joe Schmo. Well, Joe Schmo was pretty smart from the get-go. So this guy... It sounds like the beginning of a book. Joe Schmo was smart from the get-go. <laughs> children's book. Might e-trading well, for huh? children. <laughs> <laughs> e-trading for children. Not even, dude. <laughs> Not even, dude. Um, Where is it? So his at Reddit name was Deep Fucking Value. <laughs> and so deep, this, deep. this guy kind of saw a trend back in, I want to say 2019. It must have been 2017. Let me see. I got to get the full story on this so before I butcher this shit up. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But back to your point, there's there's a lot of people that have made some money off of this. And I think... Uh, the last time I've seen this many people, especially millennials our age, get into like trading since the Wolf of Wall Street came out. That movie revolutionized all of us and said, hey, we all need to get into the stock market. We all need to make these big money moves. And I think I'm pretty damn sure if someone was to take a poll on who's doing all this, mm-hmm. what's the age range that's influencing the stock market right now? 
Yeah. More than likely it's, it's, it's millennials. It's not the generation after us or the generation before us. It changed everything. I think so. Right. It's changed mm-hmm. everything. I think that um, they've realized that this old dinosaur, this dino aged strategy of short selling stocks ain't going to work anymore. It's, it's, it's something gonna backfire. What do you think they're, they're, they're going to do? They're going to have to uh, create new algorithms to. Here's the thing. I think about that. And that was a question I was going to ask you a little, little further down the line after you tell me about the Joe Schmo story is uh, mm-hmm. what, what do you think is going to happen? Because I'm predicting, I'm assuming that this is just a trend. This is just a fad. At some point, it could be tomorrow. It could be next week. It could be in a month. The company's going to defunct, right? GameStop, as a company, in my opinion, is no longer a necessary company, or it's not one. It's not a retail company that that's going to flourish in the future. Considering all gaming is going to be virtual, the downloading of gaming is already occurring. All older systems that required uh, discs or whatnot is almost mm-hmm. becoming obsolete, right? So the company is becoming ancient. Yeah. How do you expect that company to continue and profit, right? Which is at the end of the day is what the stock market's going to reflect. Just mm-hmm. right now, it's not. So I'm curious and I want to ask you, what do you think is the end game? What do you think is going to happen at the end of all this? Well, something that's interesting is that if you take a look at the uh, the new, all of the new um, gaming systems that are coming out, they mm-hmm. still use disks. So because they have the of the option to, yeah, uh, because of that, because that they they still have the option, I think that it's going to take some time. I don't think that it's you know that this type of retailer, mom and pop shop kind of retailer is going to last very long, particularly in the gaming systems industry, because you have to realize that everything can be downloaded now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why would I, I mean, especially during this time, you know, malls have been closed. Everything has been closed. Why would you, why would you, you know, uh, go to a, a, a retailer store where you can potentially get COVID now? Right. Considering the current climate, I can see that. But I'm thinking beyond that. I'm thinking beyond COVID. Uh, once we all got, get shot up a little bit and if we don't become zombies like from i am legend which mm-hmm. sidebar took place in 2021 and occurred after a vaccine that had failed i'm not making shit up right now okay wait wait, I, wait, 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 wait. You, can you can you rephrase exactly what you said again okay i am legend will smith yes right legendary will smith yes with his dog uh-huh took place in new york well the movie from what I've looked up, took place in the year 2021, okay? And if you recall and you go back and watch the movie, the people that had became zombies were infected were due to a failed vaccine. Now, I could be totally wrong and misreading all this information, right? But I took it for what it is because it made sense. (laughs) I've seen the movie. I'm not saying I know exactly what's going to happen. But it's a possibility. Think about it. Now I have to go back and, and <laughs> watch the movie, dude, because I'm tripping out. 
Yeah, you know, I'm gonna fact check myself because I don't <laughs> want to look like an idiot. Why you do that? So here, let me see, dude. I I think that most of the stories have been like taken down. It's really they're weird. Pro- they're probably false to to an extent, to be honest. There's so much out there going on right now. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to read you the article really quick so that we can get the gist of what actually happened. Um, So uh, I guess his his last name is Gil. I don't know what his first name is. Basically, he says... um, So it says, so this story is so much bigger than me, Mr. Gill told the Wall Street Journal in his first interview. He says, I support these retail investors, their ability to make a statement. Okay, so many online investors say his advocacy helped turn them into a force powerful enough to cause big losses for established hedge funds and for a moment turn the investing world upside down. So uh, he posted a screenshot of his brokerage account Wednesday showing a roughly 20 million daily gain on GameStop shares and options. Dude, now that's some serious money. Um, Your steady hand convinced many of us not to only buy but hold. Your example has literally changed the lives of thousands of ordinary normal people. Marco, seriously, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So he says... So he... So he he wasn't a rabble rouser out to take on the establishment. He, um, basically, okay. So this is where it begins. So GameStop, he was he was investing in GameStop around June to 2019. Uh, he, it was a, hovering around the five dollars a share. Earlier that year, the game retailer was hunting for its fifth chief executive in a little over 12 months. Um, but Gil kept buying. Although he never played much besides Super Mario or Donkey Kong, he saw potential for the struggling retailer who reinvigorated itself by attracting new customers with the latest video game consoles. So, so people were doing a quick take saying GameStop was the next blockbuster. He said, mm-hmm. a chain caught in a retail decline. It appeared many folks just weren't digging in deeper. It was a gross misclassification of the opportunity so he says that um basically people like you said it's it they, they saw it as a as a dinosaur like blockbuster i mean if you ask kids nowadays you know kids who are under 18 they probably don't even know what a blockbuster is don't go there, man. That hurts me. That ages me right now. <laughs> Dude. Oh, jeez. So, let's see. Got to bring up the feels, man. That one hurts. I miss the Blockbuster days. I'll tell you that. Every Friday. Know, it was an experience. It was not just... Oh, yeah. it, it wasn't just you were going to go get some uh, movie to watch, but you were going to go, you were going to take a look at the... At all of the movies, right? All of the movies in one place. Um, new movies, used movies, old movies, whatever. Uh, you you can get popcorn there. You could get candy. Oh man! I mean, the I mean, nostalgia. Friday nights, Friday nights was the best time to go. That yeah. was the place to go. Look, look. 
As time progressed from the early 90s to the late 2000s, it slowly lost its charm, right? The specialty. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. When when I was a wee little boy, eight years old roughly, right? And I went to, to uh, Blockbuster back when they had the VHS tapes. You held those cartons, right? And those yeah. thick cartons, especially when you had small hands back then. I still have small hands now, but smaller hands back then, <laughs> right? And you just – you'd smell it. You'd smell your excitement, right? No one knows what, what excitement smelled like, but you knew at that point. You're like, okay, this is the movie I want to get. This is the popcorn I'm going to get. I fucking hated popcorn. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I still got it because it was part of the experience. And as time progressed and I got into my teens, I was going into high school and I have a sister who's uh, 12 years younger than me, right? And I take care of her every weekend where there was still blockbusters up until she was the age of seven or eight. Every Friday, man, they gave me like a 25% coupon, right? So I can go in there and I watch the same fucking movies I always watched because I'm that guy, right? What movies? What one, movies? One new, dude, like the Goonies, Star Wars, when American Dad, not American Dad, sorry, Family Guy came out with the Star Wars uh-huh. version of it, dude, I ran into the <laughs> shit out of it. I actually probably still have it. And I probably owe Blockbuster some money. You drove. No wonder they went bankrupt. Because <laughs> <laughs> of motherfuckers like me. Yeah, dude. Right? So the fact that that's gone now and, and kids will not get to experience that because what they do is they pop up their fucking iPad, right? Pop up Amazon or, or, or uh, Alexa. And they just look at the fucking movie list right there. They could just go yeah. and select whatever the fuck they want. It right. was never that easy, guys. It wasn't that easy. We had it. We had to sometimes call it in. Excuse me. I'm getting. I'm getting frustrated here. We had to call it in sometimes and and ask, hey, to make sure Robert. It was in stock. Yeah, yeah, Robert. Do you do you have this movie in stock or games? Because they had games too. Uh-huh. Do you have this movie or game in stock? Do you have Tony Hawk Pro Skate too? No. Okay. When is this supposed to come in? Oh, fucking ancient computers, right? Come and check it out. Oh, yeah, uh, we're, we're supposed to get one in tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. Call it 11 o'clock because drop-off was before 11. After 11, get a fee. Yo, Rob, you know, did you guys get the game in? Oh, okay, hold on one sec. You can hear him in the background. Just open up those cases. And then you're like, yeah, I got it. Put on hold. I'll be right there. Dude, you don't understand, kids. <laughs> Life has not been the same ever since. I don't think I've played games as, as often since that back then because it's just – what are you gonna you know? do? Download it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Guys, I got the new Call of Duty. Hey, you want to download Downloading. it? You want to play online? <laughs> right. <kidding>. Greg, <laughs> Greg's probably hating you right now. Is he? <laughs> that's my shit right there, man. No, then no. After, even after that, like, how long was Blockbuster in business? Like, I don't know. Let me see. Thirty years. Uh, that's a good question. But I will say this: there is, there is one Blockbuster left. In Colorado or Washington, there's one Blockbuster who's a franchise who had a contract with Blockbuster as a franchisee. So when all corporate Blockbusters shut down, they still have their contract in place and they were renewing it, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. this day, they're known as the last Blockbuster. Dude. You can still get a Blockbuster membership card and I still have mine. That's crazy. I can't let it go, dude. It's like my high school football shirt, you know, to say that I played football for a year. Yeah. <laughs> that 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 tank doesn't fit me no more. It's like two sizes too small. But guess what? I don't let it go. So they were in, they were in business for about uh, it says so nineteen eighty five. So that's uh, fifteen. They ceased operations on the tenth. 
2010. Well, it's sad. Yeah. Well, they had a good 35-year run. Yeah, but that's uh, they, they should have still been here, to be honest with you. Well, see, it wasn't even Netflix. It was Redbox. Remember that? Redbox. Out of all fucking people, Redbox. Who would have thought? It's like for the bottled longest, water. Who would have fucking thought? For the longest time, dude, I thought it was uh, Netflix, Netflix was part of Redbox. Was that the case? How did they come into fruition? Okay, so last I checked is Blockbuster, just going a little bit background from what I recall, Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix in their infancy as an online streaming platform Oh my God. for like a dirt cheap amount of money. Blockbuster thought it was the dumbest idea and rejected them. Um, so they ended up not buying them, right? Redbox, I think, was their own entity and still to this day is its own entity. Netflix, however, had they had they they switched from being nothing but online streaming that became as of more recent. Prior to that, they were mail ordered uh, movies, kind of oh, like I think Shutterfly, right? Like Amazon, yeah. like Shutterfly, like yeah. Shutterfly Amazon mixture, right? Yeah. So you had a monthly membership, and it could be let's say it was like nine ninety nine, twelve ninety nine, or fifteen ninety nine, right? And based off of which package you have, you can rent two, four, or six move, game, mm-hmm. games or movies at a time, and they mm-hmm. ship it to you in a little Netflix bag. It's yeah. like a red box, right? Not yeah. box. It was like an envelope. Right, right. And you can keep it for however long you want, right? And you can end up buying it if you wanted it to, but you can keep it for however long you want and then just put it back in his bag and ship it back. Yeah. And that's what they were doing the majority of the time, and then eventually it started phasing out. But interesting fact, till this day, there's a couple of people I don't know the number, but there's people that still have that membership that does the dual Netflix app. And for those that you didn't pay for um, because they weren't available on the streaming service, Mm -hmm. the actual DVDs or Blu-rays, they can still get them to this day. The disc, the physical disc. Physical discs, physical DVDs and Blu-rays. Dude, Dude, you can sell that. (laughs) So, yeah, so Redbox... Is actually owned by Coinstar or Coinstar parent outer wall. Okay. So same right. same yeah. same ownership basically. Makes sense. They fucking Makes look sense. the same. I know, right? It's the same functionality. You go to this little kiosk, you freaking change your quarters, <laughs> change your right. movies you watch. Change your fucking movies. I gave up on Redbox the minute I got fucking two DVDs back to back, all fucking jacked. Excuse my French. <laughs> Still pisses me off to this day. However, that's the history of what we interpret, take, interpret or uh, believe had occurred with those uh, streaming services and, and Blockbuster in particular. So back to the point was, uh, yeah, it's it's an ancient it's an ancient uh, dying breed, and I believe that it, it still just, holds true. It just goes to show you that if you don't adapt with the times, you stay at the you get time left behind. Period. Yeah, you get left behind. Right. I mean, it happened to Sears. It's happening yeah. to Sears. It's it happened to Blockbuster. I mean, imagine, dude, that company. I mean, it, it would have just been Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It would have been Blockbuster on demand, basically. That's what it would have been. And I'm right. gonna make I'm gonna make something up right now. Okay, do you recall Circuit City? How they kind of defuncted it as well. Mm-hmm. So Circuit City is still technically a company right now. There's an entity that bought them out. 
and they're only doing online. They had thought about going back to retail, but then 2020 hit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Toys R Us, same thing. It's still an entity online only. So I'm not a financial advisor. And I'm not trying to manipulate anything, but it's not too late. <laughs> it's not too late for what? To invest in those companies, man. Toys R Us, come on. You think they're going to stay? You think they're going to stay? Hell no, but you can. Hey, if they can do it to AMC and they can do it to Block or to uh, GameStop, bro. Yeah. GameStop doesn't even compare to Toys R Us. If all you guys really want to invest in something, invest in something that really made a difference in your childhood. Black Friday, right? The line was crazy. Get into Toys R Us. Yeah. We all wanted the new Legos. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now, stock is probably really cheap. Just think about it. Why don't I'm going to go take a look? Please don't, because I think they actually probably went bankrupt. But still, nonetheless, <laughs> like think about these things, guys. Think outside the box. Think outside see, of the box. I don't see. I don't see their their uh, their name on the stock market. I don't know if they are or not. T O Y apostrophe S. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't follow up either. So, yeah, I mean, it might be, it might not be true, but uh, if we can do this, right? If we're able to manipulate the system to our favor for a company such as GameStop, that at the end of the day, it is an ancient breed and might might be gone in the future. You know what the interesting thing about that, Chris? Sorry to What's cut that? you off, dude. No, go for it. Go for it, it. It's not the fact that it's GameStop. This could have happened with any other company. The issue here is much bigger, which is the fact that we have these giant corporate hedge fund, um, you know, type companies at Wall Street that take advantage of small mom and pop shop retailers who, you know, they're basically betting against. They're betting for them to fail. Yeah, they're betting. Yeah. For them to fail, basically. Yeah. No, and, and, and I was going off in my own kind of tangent because I want Toys R Us to be back for my child. Um, so maybe I skewed the conversation that way because for my own personal reasons. But yeah, you're right, man. At the end of the day, it's 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 a slap in the face because they've been, been manipulating the market for who knows how long, right? Nothing has occurred. There's nothing that we could have done to stop it. So now this is what the revolutionary act. It's no longer uh, Pancho Villa, right? Mm-hmm. We're no longer mm-hmm. riding horses and, and coming back and, and revolting that way. Now we're revolting in, with resources and technology that uh, we have bestowed yeah, upon us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, I mean, these guys, dude, it, it's just so – it's unbelievable, that a community of redditors, mostly gamers, have been able to unite against the man, per se. Right. And I think that this is actually uh, maybe one of the first marks of a cultural change. And it, this is definitely going to shape the future of investing. I think that these big companies are going to have to be more careful. And it actually kind of goes to show you that the concept of Bitcoin can actually work. It's something that 
you know, has been on the horizon for such a long time. I mean, today, dude, Bitcoin, I think it went from 30, 30 to 30, 37. To That's crazy. It was at 35 yesterday and went to 37 today. Yeah, I see that, man. I see that. And I, I, I try to think of all the possibilities of what can occur and Bitcoin still kind of, kind of scares me. It scares me because I don't know. Right. I don't know about it. I don't know enough to be like, yes, this is going to be our new currency system. Mm -hmm. Um, Do I think our currency system as of of now is flawed? Absolutely. Just like everything else is flawed. Right. Um, But what's what's the end game? And I'm just thinking because of what has occurred and what is occurring, there's going to be new rules and regulations put in place by the FDIC, by all these commissions, SEC, there's going to be rules and regulations put in for this to not occur in the future. But now mm-hmm. does it does it hinder us as regular consumers, right? Or does it hinder the corporate companies that are influencing it as well? I don't know, man. But I just wish there has to be some change. And I think this is a good wake-up call. Yeah, I think you're right, man. So, you know, working at a bank we won't mention what bank um how worked oh worked at a bank yeah Yeah. how how did uh how do you see this like where do you see this going like you said like what i mean because when you when you work for like a corporate you know a corporation such as a big bank that you know like one of those brand banks that we know Mm -hmm. the environment there is very very different it's not like um it's it's a profession it's a career it's a like do you become part of the establishment basically is kind of what i'm asking like let's say like i would imagine like all these wall street guys maybe they don't they they all have families right they all want to feed mm-hmm. their kids and they they have same aspirations as everybody else but do you like become part of that establishment Culture the culture it shapes yeah. you, right it must it must have a big it, impact on you it absolutely does so i i was in the banking industry for better half of like 5 years 4 or 5 years I, so i'm knowledgeable enough to speak to the retail mm-hmm. piece of it right and then possibly a little bit in the uh uh corporate standpoint as well and i'll tell you it doesn't matter what bank you go to, maybe with the exception of, uh, of a couple of um, credit unions. Mm-hmm. But of all those FDIC insured banks, um, it the culture is the same, dude. You get engulfed in this bravado and this uh, image to uphold, right? And now that I've left it and I've been gone for some time, I look back and I'm like, man, the culture was I don't want to use the word toxic because it might not necessarily be toxic, but reflecting upon it back then, it was toxic to me mm-hmm. um, because you have to become this person that you're not, right? right. You're, 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 you're drinking the Kool-Aid on what you should do. What's your financial uh, goals? Uh, what do you want to attain and, and whatnot? Uh, when a lot of it, you're not even doing yourself at that point. You know, and I can only speak for myself and I'm not going to name these companies. Right. But 
I, I, I caught myself one day waking up and dreading to go to go to work because I was thinking, what have I become? What am I trying to to do? Am I am I providing a service that's actually helping someone? Or mm-hmm. am I just putting up this facade, right? Putting myself in debt right. to look the part. And at the end of the day, I'm just hurting myself. So uh, I asked myself those questions and I realized that that's just not for me. You know, there's a lot of good people working at all these companies, right? Right, right. Um, but for the most part, what they're trying to project and the way I took it was just not in line with my morals. So I left it. I left it. And to answer your question of where things go from here, I wish I could answer that, man. The only thing that I've seen as a trend, right, is that whenever someone finds a loophole, which someone always does, in whatever market you're talking about, you're talking about the mortgage industry, right? You're talking about uh, finances when it comes to your vehicles or when it comes to loans or when it comes to credit lines, whatever it may be. If people find a loophole and expose it like we have done now, Mm -hmm. someone, and it's usually going to be a plethora of these big name companies and their CEOs and all their legal group and you know, who they partner with and who they donate money to that, that become influencers in, in the uh, uh, legal aspect of it, who make these laws, right? Mm-hmm. These people that back uh, up uh, senators and back up governors and back up all these people that make our day-to-day laws, they get their money from somewhere, right? And they're going to somehow find a way to tighten that asshole just a little bit more. <laughs> Right. Just enough where there's still something that can go through, but at the same time, not everybody can. Right. So it's not necessarily illegal, but they tighten things up a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's the analogy I chose to use. And I hope you can all understand that. But that is what I believe will occur. And it's funny that you say that because it's it's something that will be, you know, it, it won't be something that everybody will get to have like that piece of knowledge is just going to be part of the culture. Like, Oh, if you're, if you're in the, in the industry, you may be aware of it. Uh, kind of like taxes, like mm-hmm. for the average person who doesn't understand taxes, it's uh, I mean, at the end of the year, you're like, it's a mind fuck. You're like, what the fuck? Why do I, why do I owe so much money? Right. But if right. you're in, the, if you, if you know the game, you know how to play it, you know, the loopholes, you know what you can, right off and and where and you know corporations you can do a bunch of things that will help you avoid uh taxes in a sense and um in the same way you have these companies who will like you said they're going to influence probably politicians people with inf- uh powerful people with influence in the industry who will ultimately go and change the rules just a little bit just a little bit so that they can um, get something out of it, and but not mm-hmm. everyone will know. Like you and I, right. we might be late to the game unless we're in the game, and, and it's one of those things, dude. And it's that's very, very uh, like you said. I think that's a very toxic thing to to do. It's like it, it's it's going to be like an eighty twenty rule. The way I look at it, you know, a lot of people apply that, and and I don't think this is a uh, an outlier by any means. Eighty percent of the population. For example, mm-hmm. when they do the tox- taxes, a lot of people just go in, do turbo to TurboTax or go to a, a tax consultant that works at H&R Block that got such and such training, and they just do 
what the guidelines tell them to do. Oh, Marco, you end up owing a hundred bucks on your state taxes, but you're getting back 300 on your federal. Do you really question it? I mean, not, not you personally, but does the majority of, of the population question it? Most likely not, dude. Most likely not. Right. Do they tell you if you start a corporation and, and, and you, you funnel funds through your corporation and you pay yourself through the corporation that those, those, those can be actually tax free. No, they don't tell you that, right? They don't mm-hmm. tell you that you can you can take down your your uh, mileage that you drive on a daily and use that for your personal business and, and have that as a write off. They don't tell you any of this shit. So it's true, man. The majority of people aren't going to know, and and the people that are even in the game, like you and me, let's say we we both know we're mutually into this, right? We both know enough that we're in the game, but not by any means any experts. When the laws come out and they tell us we can't do this moving forward, or we can only buy a certain amount for a certain amount of period of time, which may be in the in the f- possible future when it comes to stocks, right? We're gonna be like, oh fuck, okay. But does that apply to everybody? Yeah. Right? Who knows? Who knows? So it's inevitable, you know, and it and it goes with politics, and it goes with any finances. Uh, either you're you're in the know or you're not. It's not a conspiracy. People just manipulate things in order to benefit them, their finances, their wealth, and their partners. If we had the opportunity to do it, I'd do it too. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. That's just, I guess it's just, do you think that goes back to like tribalism or something? Hell yeah. It definitely does. Right. Like I want my tribe to succeed and yeah, like, yeah, maybe that tribe over there will, uh, get something out of our knowledge, but I don't know if we want them to get that powerful. Right. Look at, look at you're a tribe. I'm a tribe, right? We are all gatherers. We're not hunters. So we're all picking berries and shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we all know that a certain berry will give us diarrhea and it'll kill us all. But guess <laughs> what? There's another berry that looks just like it that has all these nutrients that makes us feel good. That's not going to kill us. And it looks almost identical to it, except there's a little stem that differentiates the two. And they're everywhere. Why? Because the other tribe doesn't pick it because they think it's toxic. Well, guess what? I'm going to tell that fucking tribe that shit's good, right? You think I'm going to be a good guy and be like, hey. (laughs) Right? No, dude, I ain't going to do that shit. But did you really just click? Most people probably are... most people probably don't know where that's from. <laughs> <laughs> so they're too, yeah, young, man. they're too young. They're too young, dude. They're too young, and it's just it's just, it's it's nature, dude. It's human nature. It is what it is, bro. I ain't gonna say anything more about it because there's nothing more I can contribute to other than it's gonna most likely happen. And whether you want to change it or not, whether you like it or not, it's gonna happen. It is what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, dude. But, but see, now they created a whole different tribe. It's a tribe of people who are, you know, we're, it's, it's the, they're the type of people that belong to the edges of the world. They're not, you know, they blend in, but they're mo- these people on Reddit are most likely like, um, uh, like uh, maybe they're not so extroverted. They're probably very introverted. But now look at they have a community. Now the now see now it's a complete tribe. One, they have a community. Two, now they have a purpose is to defeat the bigger man 
who's been, you know, butt raping them for ages. For ages. Right. I mean, since when? I mean, how long have, have we had the stock market for? Since before ages. we were alive, man. Ages. Before we were alive. And, and you know, um, there was a comment today that I made. Uh, some guy was like, dude, these people didn't have it. These people didn't know it was coming. I said, these because now there's a bunch of like definitions and like, um, uh, how do you say, like slang that's being used in the... Uh, on all these like subreddits with these, especially with this subreddit here. Um, and uh, one of the things that people are saying is like tendies, like tendies, like, uh, like chicken tenders, <laughs> like chicken. Tenders. The new slang of today, basically. Huh? The new slang of today. Yeah. Huh. And so there was a correlation I made. I said, yeah, these people, you know, these dino nuggets don't know that the new age has new tendies. And it, and it was something that, um, it was, just, I don't know, dude, it was just cracking me up. Oh yeah. I think, um, excuse me. We're going to see a lot of that, uh, as we age, man. Cause we, it's sad to say, man, it's sad to say we are, we're at this point where we're the old guys now. Have you kind of caught on to that? Nope. <laughs> you're hey, a fucking liar dude speak you're a yourself, fucking dude. liar no speak i mean think i okay the only reason i say this is because again as i kind of iterated in the past i have a mm-hmm. sister who's 12 years younger than me yeah okay you are the youngest of your family right yes that's why you feel young because you're the fucking youngest bro i'm the oldest i'm in the opposite spectrum yeah, as you of you sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so aren't you younger than i than, than myself by a year, but still, dude, the, the, the facts remain the same. I got a sibling who's mm-hmm. so much younger than me, right? But in a weird way, she's not because right. she's 18 years old now. She's 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're pretty old, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, man. So my, my sister's 18 and she goes to college at a university here in Arizona, right? So I occasionally from time to time. I'd like to hang out with her. I've gone to the university before. I think we've been to the university before, right? And it's just uh, you hear these things and you're like, you look at these people and you're like, dude, you guys are fucking babies and you have a different language. You may not think it. I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it. I'm like, you guys are saying, I can't even try to explain the the, the terms I'm saying because I have to look them up. I don't even know what the fuck they are. That's how bad, that's how far gone I am. Yeah. You know, I have a couple of, of coworkers that I work with and they're like 21. They're not that much younger than me. They're nine, mm-hmm. nine, nine, eight, ten 10 years younger at most. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> it's still pretty young, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, they're saying these terms and like, they may text me and they, they say a word or two. And I'm like, I have to Google what the fuck it is, bro. That wasn't me. That I was the cool guy, but I you know what that came cool from, right? It came from those stupid flip phones where we had a text. You had to press the number like ten times to get to the yeah, Z. yeah. That's where uh, T nine, T nine, yeah, T nine, yeah. That's where we. That's where it came from. It, it was like we use like um, the equal sign and then like a uh, half a parentheses for happy face. It right. became it became emojis. We and started it, that trend. Yeah. We just never yeah. knew. We didn't. We didn't catch on to it. 
It wasn't no, no, until- no, no. I call BS. Okay, now you're old. You're aging yourself, buddy. Because oh. I, I knew that shit, okay? I knew that shit since I was fucking young, okay? I, I've known all those, the terminologies that, that, that we millennials used, okay? Though I, I was well aware of those. But I'm talking about this new generation, dude. Mm-hmm. They're not using symbols. They're not using these emojis that I wish we fucking had back in the day. I would have had so much more game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Imagine texting <laughs> a girl with like a smiley face, just an equal size and, and a half a parentheses. And that's how you're like smiling at her through text message versus now you got one of those like cool slide guys that does one of these. No, not, now, you know all I mean? you have, now all you have is the question mark. <laughs> the it's question like, mark. You know, it, it evolved from you up question mark. And then it was like the uh, eggplant emoji. Right. And then question mark. And now it's just a question mark. <laughs> now it's just question mark. The game is the game has changed. The game well, has look, it's passed me by. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm fucking GameStock and Blockbuster right now, dude, because it's passed me by. Dude, check these. So while we're on this subject, dude, I wanted to just share with you guys some of the um the slang that's being used in this subreddit that just cracks me up, dude. We have um, YOLO. Obviously, you only live once. I think we came up with that. Yep. You know, our generation definitely came up with that. Um, but the way that they're using it, it's, you know, if someone on WSB has YOLO'd a stock, that person has, has poured a significant portion of their investments into it. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a bag holder. Someone who has taken heavy losses on the stock in WS, WSB parlance, while others may have profited from a similar position in the past, that person has been left holding the bag. That's actually kind of dope. I like that one. We have tendies, so shorthand for chicken tenders, which you WSB uses as slang for profits on a trade. <laughs> tendies. Dude, Yo, I love I'm going to get my chicken tenders, homie. I'm going to eat my chicken. Okay, I can dig that too. I can so, dig. now in context, I like it. Diamond hands, often referenced using an emoji. Diamond hands are how members express their belief that their position is valuable and worth holding on for onto for maximum profit. Conversely, a trader with paper hands sells out early. <laughs> diamond hands. So imagine diamond hands, right? Like you're holding. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is to the moon, a rallying, <laughs> a rallying cry on WSB subreddit, which members used to express their belief that a stock will rise significantly. The phrase is often accompanied, accompanied by a rocket emoji. <laughs> yep. That's what I've been saying a shit ton of, man. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> AMC to the moon. That's literally, that's, that's what's f- filling up Reddit right now to the moon. Yeah. They're like, fellas, fellas, let's hold, let's hold to the moon with these stocks. You know, these guys are 18 to fucking 23 years old saying, oh, yeah, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. AMC, GameStop, to the moon. I'm like, that's why I haven't jumped on this train. Bro, they're calling themselves autistic and like, there's like, there's other, other words that sprang up. (laughs) So like, if you don't know what you're doing, um, they... They call it uh, retarded, like you're retarded. If you don't know what you're doing, you just come in there. You're like, yeah. yeah. And and then that's why I don't fucking say anything. I'm actually legitimately 
scared to contribute to any type of uh, Reddit or subreddit forum. And because I'm going to be, I'm going to fucking called out on this little fucking 23 year old skinny dweeb that can beat the fuck out of is going to be talking some mad shit on me because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm intimidated. <laughs> okay. The tables have turned. The tables have turned, dude. That's it's the new word, man. It is the new lingo. That's the new, that's the new world that we're living in. It is, man. So. Oh, man. So the other one was stonks. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about stonks. Yeah, I think um, you had to give me the definition of that one. You mind reading that one back? So a stonk is basically um, – it's an intentional misspelling of stocks that originated from – I think it was an internet meme. And, you know, Elon Musk, if you follow Elon Musk on on Twitter – he he'll post like this meme. Um, in fact, if you saw my post on Instagram today, that's basically the meme. The stonk guy mm-hmm. is the meme of of that word. Pretty funny, dude. I'm I'm just oh, baffled. Man. I'm baffled. To be honest, I'm trying to come up with, with come up with a proper uh, word to uh, describe how I'm feeling, and it's baffled. <laughs> So, so. Cap- Captain Teamwork that joined us on the live chat said, To the Moon came from an old black and white show way back in the day called The Honeymooners. Do you want to take a look Interesting at Interesting what- fact, Captain The Honeymooners. What, what, what era was that? I'll show you right here. I'm going to share my screen. Go for it. Let's see. So, The Honeymooners. Uh, let's see. This aired back in 1955, dude. Before you you were a gleam in your daddy's eye. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't even. Yeah, man. 1955. So we're referencing this and that's what's coming with the uh, to the moon. (laughs) To the moon. Check this out, man. Oh, man, this is hilarious. Who would have thought, you know? I'm um, thank I am thankful for that comment. I would have never guessed. But yeah, dude. Um, last time that we had you on, you were just about to become a daddy. Yeah, that's um. You want to do it? Why are you hitting the feels today, dude? I have. You were hitting the feels to. first. Blockbuster, which put me off on a tangent to Toys R Us, and now we're talking about me being a daddy. <laughs> damn damn so i am a daddy in uh in more than one way and i was uh i was uh blessed so to become, <laughs> i am modest of course of course uh i'm blessed to have a uh now 12 13 month old uh son easton michael and um you know it's changed my life, dude. It's changed my life. You've had the uh, opportunity to meet him a few times now when mm-hmm. he was a few months old up until, what, two months ago? Yep. So as you can see, fatherhood has changed me. I have not grown the facial hair that I promised I would have in episode 24, <laughs> if you recall that. But, uh, you know, thanks to uh, COVID, uh, I've gained the COVID-19 and looked a little bit different. <laughs> is that what they're calling it nowadays 
Dude, the COVID nineteen, yeah. That's that's yeah. exactly what I'm gonna call it nowadays. Yeah, the COVID nineteen. So I'm I'm also fluffed up for winter too. But uh, thanks, man. Yeah, I've been uh, it's been a it's been a really interesting road trip these last couple of uh, months, and um, I'm excited for more, man. Dude, when it when it comes to the future of you and your family, like what's on the horizon, dude? Like in terms of the financial readiness that it takes in order to be able to come out on the other end of life. You know, some people did it. I mean, being, I mean, I'm 30, right. And mm-hmm. I haven't even, I mean, I guess we're starting to plan our first kid, um, but it's still a little bit away. I just thinking about that type of responsibility. It's like, dude, why, why <laughs> didn't I get into these damn stonks earlier? You know, it's like I've been kicking my ass on all the mistakes I made during my 20s. And and I guess that's what that's what it is. You know, your 20s, you make mistakes, you learn in your 30s. You basically uh, start putting your shit back together from all the mistakes you made in your 20s. Right. That's a good way of putting it. And I, th- I think that's true. You know, you're meant to fail in your 20s. And I think you're still meant to fail and make mistakes in your 30s and 40s. But the majority of the learning lessons I think come in, in the early twenties range and to answer your, uh, your question about finances and, and family life. And I'll tell you this, man, I've became, I've become very humbled as a father. Like I've always had this big dick energy. And <laughs> I've always had this big dick energy and I'm not going to lie. It's, um, it's still there, right? <laughs> but it's just not as bulgy as it once was. Uh, I'm much more, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it starts to hurt when you sit down, you know what I mean? So what was, what was really nice. So you were packing in your youth. Isn't really the same as it is when you get older. But when I had Easton, I think I stopped taking a lot of those major risks right? I stopped. It's not even a risk thing. It's more so you stop doing dumb shit, right? So priorities. The priorities have exponentially changed and it's now become, okay, instead of looking out for me, myself and I, it's we, right? Mm-hmm. A family unit. And what am I going to do to put us in a better position? And it's, it's, do I go out and um, drink or do I go out and buy this TV or do I go out and do this, this, and this, or instead, do I put that money elsewhere? Do I put that money in a savings account? I don't think before my, my, before I turned 25, I ever had a savings account, whatever I got, that shit was gone, dude. That money never invested. That money was just going out, buying shit. I always had really nice cars. You can attest to that, dude. We've always we've always talked about cars. I've always had nice sports cars, and I drive a Nissan Maxima, twenty fourteen. Hey, it's got a killer uh, speaker system. It does. Yeah, I told you, I still got that BDE. You know what I mean? But it's just changed a little bit, and now it's. Uh, I'll tell you that my priorities is I don't want my son to suffer. Not that I've ever suffered. I will always give my my dad gratitude for making a lot of sacrifices as did his, his father. However, at the same time, 
It's more so I want him to be in a better position than I was at his age, right? Mm-hmm. If that means uh, eating beans and rice now and purchasing a rental property and fixing up that rental property with my my blood, sweat, and tears so that in five years we can break even or actually make some income out of it. When he turns 21, 25, that's something that I can leave to him, right? It's a legacy. Right. It's an empire that I'm trying to build. I might not build it. You know what I mean? I might not be Caesar. I'm hoping he's Caesar, right? But I think I want, I put myself in a position where I'm here to make him better. Right. I'm making, I'm making those cobblestone roads. All he's got to do is put cement on it afterwards, you know, and it's no longer what I want to achieve for me personally. It's more what I want for him. And it's a different type of drive. Yeah, dude. Everybody says, man, once you have kids, it kind of just, it changes your entire life. And I don't know if that's part of the reason why I held on so long, you know? I mean, I'm, I don't consider myself too old. I'm 30 years old, still trying to figure out my shit. Now I think I'm in a path that um, I'm pretty proud of. You know, it's 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 been going well. Um, I can't wait to start showing you some of the uh, the stuff that I've been working on. But when it comes to like the like the finance, it it's it, it preparing for a kid like people say you know you can never be prepared for a kid like i hear that all the time however you can be prepared to be unprepared you know what i mean and so that's kind of like my philosophy when it comes to having a kid or getting ready for a kid it's like yeah i, I know it's going to be different and i know it's not going to be what i expect but at least we're going to be okay we're going to have um, some money put away in case something goes wrong. You just never know. Um, I mean, imagine, imagine I worked a, a regular job where I would, it would be like a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. And, and during this whole time, you know, with my kid, with the new baby, um, I would have lost my work. Like, you know, I, I hear stories or, like over stories over stories where people spend hours and hours with the unemployment and they never answer. And it takes them like four months to get their unemployment check to come in. Like I couldn't imagine myself in that position. You see? So the fact that, um, well, that's actually part of the reason why it's taking me so long too, you know, because it's like I'm seeing all this stuff transpire and it's like, well, you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But now understanding that I'm in the, in the I'm in the in the industry that is never really going to go away, which is real estate. Um, it it, it kind of in the same way that you you put it, I'm kind of paving the road so that when I do bring kids into um, this world is they'll at least have a sidewalk. Like they'll at least know where they have to go. Like you, you, you follow this road, you can make it whatever you want, you know, and people forget that dude. I mean, being an immigrant, you know, not being here from the U S as, as most people, I come with a different perspective. It's like, this is the land of opportunity. And if this freaking what was his name? Deep fucking value. <laughs> you know, make 20, 20, 
freaking two million dollars overnight. It's like, okay, anything is possible here. You know, everyone says the system is 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 rigged. It's rigged, and it's a, but it's a system. It's like right. a game. You need to learn how to play it. So as long as that I understand that and I I kind of pave that road for my future generations to come, I think we're gonna be okay. And so, you know, but this whole financial stuff, it's 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 like almost like a taboo subject. A lot of people don't like to talk about it. It's um, I mean, we live in a world that's so instant gratification type lifestyle. Like like you said, you want Netflix or you want a movie, boom, Netflix. Second, mm-hmm. you can watch it on your phone, you can watch it on your on your tablet, you can watch it online, like wherever. You can even download it and watch it without Wi-Fi. You see? So when we have these types of um, I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like we're very spoiled. When we have these types of <sighs> distractions, it's really hard to to focus and and you know kind of come back to the real world, which is one, if you want to have a place to live, if you want to live under a roof and you want to have food on the table, you need to make some type of money. You know, like yeah, you can go and get welfare and and you can go live in a house in a section eight house or whatever but you even in that place you still have to pay for your phone you have to drive a car nowadays if you live in anywhere like orange county california you can't drive anywhere you can't take the bus you know you you literally have to drive or take the toll road because Mm -hmm. you know traffic is too crazy a bus ride would take you, you know, what would take you a 15 minute car ride, it would take you like an hour or more. You know? or, more. or more. Yeah. And it's it's only going to get worse. It's only that is very true, man. That is very true. And uh, not to uh, shit on your parade because it's, I'm not going to tell you, no one's ever ready. Right. Mm-hmm. With the whole, with the whole kid thing and, and finances. But I'll tell you, you just have to find yourself in a place where you're comfortable and just know that growth. And you already know this. I'm just reiterating for everybody else out there. Growth is never ending. So whatever goals you want to attain, whether they change or not, uh, you just got to go with, stick with the punches, man. Roll with the punches, not stick with them. Roll with the punches and, and see, uh, you got to make the, got to make, uh, the best of it. man. when life gives you lemons, you know, you fucking squeeze that shit. You make some lemonade or you parfait it. You make you fucking bake a cake with it. Who knows? But change it up, right? So uh yeah, man. It's it's forever evolving. I think uh real estate is one of those things that will never will never go away. It's gonna change as well, but it's never gonna gonna go away. Whether the market moves more towards rental properties and home ownership, mm-hmm. um, whether they become more like hostels versus single family homes, who knows? But that's one way that I think a lot of people our age, a lot of people in, in, in different walks of life will be able to, I guess, really make some money, man. Um, or at least establish yourself where if you do find yourself in a position where you do lose your job, right? Cause I work on 95, but I also do stuff on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got something to lean back on. And that's the reason why I moved out to Arizona 
because I purchased property out in Arizona and it's more so I saw the growth potential in Arizona. You have an influx of people from California leaving because the price of homes and the price of cost of living, not even home ownership, but the cost of living has gotten up so substantial and it's going to continue to trend to go up where they're flocking to states that are technically cheaper. But in doing so, they're raising the prices. Mm -hmm. And um, not to go off on that, but for example, I I, I bought in the West Valley. And the West Valley of Arizona is kind of, it's still being built, Mm -hmm. right? It's a new, it's a new, newer cities with newer homes. And there's still a lot of vacant land. Think of it like Chino, maybe 10, 15 years ago, right? A lot of farmland, but they're building up. And I saw that these homes, they're really nice. A lot of these home builders that are going out to these areas aren't cheap home builders. And I'm seeing an influx of people from out of state moving in. I was one of them, right? And within the short period of time that I've that I've been here, which is only, I think I purchased two years ago, going on three, I've seen a third of my investment go up, right? A third of the value just... And it's not even done. It's not yeah, even done. I think on on average, there's 225 people moving in every single day to the West Valley, not to Arizona, to the West Valley. How many people? 225 a day. Oh my God, dude. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Imagine just even a 10% of those people buying homes in the area. If that 5%, right. dude. And then didn't you say that you guys were having some new uh, uh, big big companies moving in the area as well? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a, as much as there's a residential, um, there's a lot of commercial that's also building out here. I think uh, from what I've heard, Red Bull is, is out here, White Claw is out here. A lot of uh, hotel companies are building resorts out here that already started because uh, the West Valley is known for sports. So when you go to Arizona, typically you think of two things, old people and baseball, right? <laughs> um, I don't want to be that guy, but the old people are just starting to kind of phase out. You know, <laughs> it's just life. And um, there's other cheaper states to to retire at. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona used to be really, really cheap state to retire. It's no longer as appetizing as Florida or Texas where there's no state taxes. However, back to the whole baseball thing and, and these these uh, these things that you think about with Arizona, it's spring training camps here. So the majority of the West Coast um, and Central come out to Arizona to play spring training baseball for three months. And uh, that is a huge revenue for the state of Arizona. And the majority of those newer facilities, keyword newer, um, are in the West Valley. Dodgers, White Sox, Texans, um, Kansas City, Padres. I mean, you, the list goes on. Cincinnati, it mm-hmm. just goes on and on and on. So these companies are, are saying that there's a trend of people not only coming here on a yearly basis for three months out of the year, but there's a whole influx of people from out of state moving in. So they're just building around it. Dude, I mean, if, if, they, if they don't take it to the next level and actually – monetize find a way to monetize all that the money coming in and out of the state you know what else are they going to do hospitality business is gone as we know it i don't know know 
I don't know if it'll ever be the same. I don't, I don't think, I don't know either, man. I, I, I think about that and I ponder, uh, there's quite a few nights where I think about whether my son is going to think this is the new normality. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we went to Colorado and, um, I'm thinking Easton is used to seeing everybody with masks. Like that is what he grew up with. He was born on December 28th, 2019. Although he is a healthy, perfectly healthy boy and everything works. He didn't really start seeing well until his three month mark, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that's when COVID hit and everything that he's known other than family's faces. Right. When he goes out, everybody's wearing masks. Right. And everybody's making faces to him and he doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing. You know, there's, you know, it's like, that's what what he sees. And we're, we're, we're literally in, um, in a, uh, in a bus, a transportation bus going to the airport and this captain and his, I'm fucking positive. It's a mistress, dude. Like he's a captain, you know, fucking flies planes and shit. Capitan, and she's a stewardess, but dude, she mm-hmm. was on him, bro. <laughs> like I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, like are the coworkers? Or are they just like, he's that husband and wife, but like, you know, they both work in the industry. Yeah. Dude, yeah. her hand was around him. His hand was around her. fucking laughing. And she was like 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, dude, these guys took a quickie at the Hyatt. Now they can go back to work and fly their separate ways. I'm like, Oh man. Anyway, so these guys were behind us, right? So they're, they're behind us. And the chick must have been 27 years old, the captain at least in his 40s, pulling in shit. Oh my god. Anyways, they're looking at my son and they're like, "Oh my god, he's one of the cutest boys I've ever seen." And I'm like, thanks. And they're like trying to talk to him and make like all these cute little faces to him, but they're all wearing masks and they're like there's like 10 other people around them. And mm-hmm. this old lady's like, Hey, he probably thinks we're weird because we're all trying to make faces and we're all wearing masks. And I turn around and I'm like, ma'am, this is his normality. This is his norm. Okay. He literally does not know anything but this. So <laughs> he probably would think it's weird if you took off your mask and actually made faces. Cause he doesn't right. know what that yeah he's like he's kind of taken back he's like what like what's right. going on here this this right. one's different yeah and, dude and that's... think about it man these are the new generation of kids i know i, I actually this. never thought about that i never thought like oh what are the kids thinking like when they're growing up yeah that's that's really interesting that you bring that up dude it's really that's a very interesting point yeah, yeah. captain captain here said he spent 20k getting his teeth fixed and now he has to wear a mask everywhere he goes. <laughs> I know that's why I haven't got my oh, Capitan, man, I feel bad for you. I hope uh, for your sake and for the sake of my son, that changes in 2021 or the years to come. So um, I hope at a very least, Captain, that you take a good selfie and post that shit on social media. I know, dude. What, what's up with those people that wear a mask on social media? It's like, dude, is that necessary? Have you seen that? I've seen a couple, yeah. I've yeah, seen I'm a couple. Like, like, is that necessary? Come on. It's not, man. It's not. Some people do shit for the clout, to be honest. Some people, they're genuine. And they just think, I don't know. Don't ask me these questions. I don't know if I can answer them. <laughs> uh, to, to change the 
topic. Captain here says, imagine talking to some honey and she takes her mask off and she got a screwed up grill. Okay. <laughs> Captain, I've talked to the boys regarding this plenty of times. That is probably the biggest downfall of 2020. And and it and it goes with both sexes, right? Can't Guys and girls. I'll tell you right now, dude, I got a small head, okay? Which means I have a small jaw, which means half the time when you're looking at the video, I'm going like this because I want to define my jawline, right? But when I wear a mask, you can't see any of that. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm going to be conservative. Maybe a seven, right? Seven? I'm rating myself seven, seven and a half. I don't have dark brown eyes. My eyes are light. Hey, hey watch it, dude. Hey, watch it, man. Hey, watch it. That's you why I want to do that. this right now. You don't want to do this right now. But, you know, I got, for my age, I got a great hairline. You know what I mean? So I got that going for me. The dad bod is in, but I don't need to justify why I'm a seven and a half. Let's not go into that. Okay. So I'm a seven and a half, but I, I wear a mask. Dude, I think I could easily pull a nine. <laughs> you know I'm, I mean? not I'm not laughing because I don't believe it. I'm laughing because it's it's just it's just funny, dude. It's it's, it's fucking it's, true though. It's true. I'm laughing because it's true. Yeah, it's true. And then it yeah. goes it goes same with with chicks, man. It goes same with chicks. You can see the thing about women though is when you see a man, you really judge a man by by certain characteristics such as this, mm-hmm. right? This right here when it comes to face. Yeah, you can probably think about a couple eyebrow stuff here and there, whatever, right? But that's that's typically how you judge a man. When you judge a woman, unfortunately, the good stuff that's covered up can be a little bit skewed based off of these because they do makeup, right? Women do eyeliner. They do all this shit to their to their eyes and eyebrows where you might look at a honey. She passes by and you're like, damn, did you see those eyes? Know what I mean? Did you see those eyes? And 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 then and then when they go sit down to eat, you know, <clears throat> you kind of choke on your food, huh? <laughs> yeah, like let's. I'm okay. You look like a nine now, but it's the opposite effect. When you take that shit off, you're really a seven. <laughs> and why am I disappointed when I'm a seven? Know what I mean? But I'm looking at her because I feel like I'm a nine. So it's like, if anything, this is the perfect opportunity for men. You know what I mean? In in a weird way, we can be the makeups can be. Sorry, the makeup, the masks can be our makeup, just as is, just as is a makeup face is to a woman. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of girls say that the the makeup for men is the. Is the facial hair, hence the uh... fuck you? Yeah, dude, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Dude, Yo, y'all, you all you fucking guys that have uh, facial hair right now, mustaches, and 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 your uh, your beards and shit. Just know that trends and fads they come and go in waves. So in the next couple of years. Baby face motherfuckers with clean shaved faces are going to be in. The hair is already coming back. Okay. The comb overs have started years ago. Mm-hmm. Facial hair is going to be gone. And when, and when facial go- hair is gone, 
all you guys are fucked. I'm going to go from a seven to a nine without even <laughs> fucking trying. I'm going to keep it, dude. I don't care. <laughs> you know, this, this is, this is, uh, the mustache is not, it's not for anybody else. It's just for me. I like it. it I think it gives me character. Yeah, it does. I haven't seen you without the mustache. So years, I can't. Huh? It's been a few years. I've, I've, I've known you since at, since at least 2012, 2013. Does that sound about right? Uh, maybe a little maybe, bit later. No, dude. Probably earlier. Maybe. I don't know. Dude. Excuse me, but I don't think I've I've once seen you without without uh, facial hair. And if it was, is for such a short period of time, I probably didn't know you. You know what I mean? I didn't recognize you. So, yeah, things things are changing, and things, and that's the thing, dude. Life, the only thing that's sure is change. Yeah, and we got to adapt, right, dude? That's right. So, man. Captain says he went through all the dating back in the day. Times are different now. There was no dating apps. You had to go out to meet girls, so you had to have game and money. I mean, I think that's also... Um, I, I wouldn't say that's not the case anymore. I think it's still the case. What do you think, Chris? I mean, we've been out of the game for for a while, so... I don't it's really a mixture know. of things, I believe. Based off of what uh, my single friends tell me, it's like... The initiation is there, right? The 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 meeting women, I believe, is much easier now than it was when my boy Captain started spitting game because he's. I think Captain said he's forty four, right? So, you know that puts um that puts him in what late eighties, your prime, buddy, early nineties, and 90s, back yeah early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, and back then we had, you're right, we had no social media, so you couldn't meet a woman online, and if you did which actually was impossible. But if you did it, even in our time, it was kind of looked frowned upon like, Ooh, you met someone online. Morse code. <laughs> uh, right. It was kind of weird. Right. But uh, I think once you pass that, um, that initial, Hey, we linked up here and here. It's, it goes back to the whole spitting game thing. You need to have game. Um, that's never going to change. It's just going to, it's, it's, it's just going to be at a different point and different stage at, at the, of the, of the relationship. I will say this though. I did spit game on internet. It on wasn't MySpace? it wasn't this oh fuck yeah on MySpace, dude. I remember going to Irvine Spectrum and I'd be like Of course you did. Of course yeah, you did. did. Come on, dude. Come on. And Foothill Ranch. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh my pickup line would be like, Hey girl, what's your MySpace? That was my go to, bro. What's your MySpace? And it what? worked, man. I had like 600 friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? And depending on which one I was talking to at the time, she made my top five. And if you fucking failed to arouse me, entertain me, keep me in a loop, fucking demoted. <laughs> demoted. Next. <laughs> Next. And guess what? We don't have that transparency now. With yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Tinder. The way I look at it is everybody is talking to multiple people in all these platforms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whether you like to admit it or not, it's fucking true. Now, if it was like MySpace and my boy Tom did shit, you know what I mean? Like you know where you stand. And I think that's the ultimate truth. You know what I mean? Because guess what? 
I know, Marco, if I'm on your top five friends, I know where we stand. Am I going to waste my time if I'm not in your top five? Fuck no. You're going to be an acquaintance, right? And I'm letting you know right now, Marco, you're my top five on me. You're my top five. I don't, we don't have it, but you're there. Oh, you better put it on, dude. I better see that shit tomorrow. Yeah. I'll call you, I'll call you out on that. (laughs) I'm going to screenshot the top five and like photo, Photoshop my top five friends and put that on my Instagram as my my latest, my latest post. You're going to have to know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, nowadays with this whole, the way that social media works, it's, uh, it's it's always you know the 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 grass could always be greener on the other side, but that's mm-hmm. not really the case. That's just uh, uh, it's what you see. I, th- I think you're right. It makes it makes a good point. I I actually want to know what dating looks like post COVID. That's going to be really interesting, yeah. right? It's going to be really really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, man. Oh man, it's been it's been good catching up, man. It's been great. Um, what other what what other things can we can we get into? I mean, we talked about stonks, we talked about about the uh, the game. So you, you, for those people, don't be play hating. <laughs> there's an there's an old old term. There's an old saying. They say it in Texas. I don't know if they say it in Tennessee or not, but they said in Texas. Don't mm-hmm. hate the player. Hate the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. And then, and then, um, on behalf of GameStop, making those billies, <laughs> power to the players. <laughs> power to the players, man. Ready Player One. Yes, sir. Yes, right? sir. But uh, yeah, dude. Um, says what does Captain say here? He was in one of. The so-called Chads in his 20s and 30s had money, nice car, nice house. All the boxes, the girls want the check. Oh, he checked all the boxes mm-hmm. and started in 97 and stopped playing the game around 2010 or so. Damn, that's a pretty good damn that's a good run. Captain with the hanging Chad. It's a reference. <laughs> and and you played the game till 2010? Shit, dude. Props <laughs> to you, man. We need to have you on the podcast. Right? I want to I want to dig I want to kind of dig into that brain a little bit. <laughs> if I think I got the big BDE, you know what I mean? <laughs> Captain Captain's got the anchor, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> the anchor? <laughs> Captain's got to change his name to the anchor. Yeah. We get it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man, it's been really great to catch up with you, man. I hope that we can do this again. I think, um, you know, today is just really, really long day. It was it's it has been a really long day for me, and um, I, I'm just waiting for these stonks to go up, dude. We hold them, you know. We're gonna squeeze, like like you said, like you said, when life gives you lemons, you're gonna have to squeeze them to make lemonade, right? Parfait that motherfuckers to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. <laughs> oh man. I let you guys go again. This is Thought Process Podcast. Uh, my name is Marco. This is my special guest, the degenerate himself, Chris Yala. One of my boys. 
Uh, thank you, Captain, for subscribing. Um, you know, we go live once, maybe twice a week. We talk about all aspects of life. This week, you know, just happened to be a little bit of the stocks, a little bit of uh, just catching up with Chris. Um, my co-host, Greg, should be on the, the next podcast. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on this show. Thank you guys for joining me. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. It's always very, very special when you come on. It's always a good time. Um, and let's just hold and let's go to the moon. You know? To the moon. So, uh, Chris, for the people who want to give you a follow, where can they find you? So uh, I'm on I'm on Instagram. Chris Ayala 71. Uh, look out for my podcast coming out soon, The Degenerate. Uh, until then, I'll just uh, be cruising. So thanks again for having me again. And uh, Marco, it's always a pleasure. Thought Process TPP, one of the best podcasts out there. So uh, give a like, subscribe, and uh, don't forget to look me up on Instagram. Yeah, everybody, you can find us on TPP is loading everywhere on every platform. You can listen to this podcast on virtually every platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. YouTube. Even now, we're on. We're doing Periscopes. We're doing Facebook Lives. We're doing YouTube Live. You know, th this year is our year. We're taking it to the next level. And um, thank you guys for joining me. I'll see you guys later in the week. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye, guys.